Hey there, it's Marissa Farrell. Thanks so much for tuning in. For more podcasts and other ministry content from Marissa Farrell Ministries, make sure you hit subscribe today. Hope you enjoy the broadcast. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It is Friday night. We got one hour in the word, and y'all know we do not end any later than 10 o'clock. And so if you're going to get in again now, it's time for us to jump on. Uh, I'm excited. We have a great, great, great uh, guest with us tonight who's going to help me to unpack Acts chapter 2. Um, I'm excited about that. So come on and hit that share button real quick. Share it on your Facebook pages. Share it on your um, Instagram pages. Um, if you're watching from YouTube, you can't share it, but, you know, add it to your uh, YouTube and Facebook streams. And comment. As you comment, let us know where you're watching from. We would love to find out exactly who is here, of course. So come on in. It's Friday Night Phillip. And if you're waiting for the rebroadcast, make sure you share it, even when you get the chance to watch it, so that we can make sure we tell everybody. Uh, about Friday night fill up. If you're here thus far and you've ordered your Friday night fill up notebook, I hope you have it with you tonight and you are able to write with us. If you haven't gotten your notebooks yet, it is probably due to this pandemic because y'all know that the you know mail systems are a little different <laughs> these days. So don't don't worry if you've ordered it, they are coming. Um, and if you haven't ordered it, you need to get your notebook. All right. So Come on in, come on in, come on in. I'm waiting for about 15 more y'all to come in here. Hit that share button. Let's get in. Friday night fill up. You only have 35 minutes with Evangelist Figueroa uh, of teaching, and then we're going to do Q&A, and then we're praying, and we're off air. Y'all know how it is. How it is. We're not wasting no time. Uh, so what you don't catch now, you'll have to catch in the rebroadcast. Chicago is here. Norfolk, Virginia is here. Come on, y'all comment. Where y'all coming from? Where y'all coming from? Let's get in. Get active. It is time to jump in one hour in the word, virtual style. And we are here watching from Long Island, New York. All right, I see y'all. I see y'all, I see y'all, I see y'all. I don't know why I can't see my Facebook comments right now, but I, I think I kind of see y'all somewhere. All right, Kyrie Burke, what's up, man? Uh, Baltimore, Bethel AME. Good to see you. Zimbabwe. Wow. John Paul, shut <laughs> He plays. I'm thinking somebody's really coming in from Zimbabwe. I really, really play too much. What's up, John Paul? My friend and brother. He's coming on with us soon. I got a special announcement tonight for my guest next week. I'm super excited about it. Uh, North Carolina is here. All right. We see y'all. We see y'all. Glad, glad to have you. Glad to have you. Durham, North Carolina, Washington, D.C. All right. Octavia Figueroa, you know what? She's here because there's a Figueroa on the line. I'm excited. One of my good, good girlfriends, Octavia Figueroa, is here. Good to see you, Chanel. Glad you're here. <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, my full effect gospel family here. Glad y'all here. All right, we got 50 people in this room. We know it's enough to start. So I'm going to bring on my guest, my friend, my sister from another mister named Bishop Eric R. Figueroa Sr. Y'all know him. He's one of the, one of the best men of God uh, that I know uh, out of the New York area, Brooklyn area. BK in the house, Bed-Stuy. Y'all know on Bedford Ave. I think, I think that's like the address of the church, New Life Cathedral. All right. She is a world-renowned evangelist. She is calling my name, world-renowned singer. She's a world-renowned mother, but most of all, she's a world-renowned sister, and I'm glad that she is here. Everybody, put your hands together with your clapping emojis for my friend, Elder Timothy Figueroa. What's up, girl? <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Look at that. Yes, sis. So, I'm super excited to have you with me tonight. You know, I am just... Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, and ready to get in as we are on this road. Uh, uh, I just believe it's going to be a great, great time because you, you're just so powerful, you know? And if y'all don't know Tiffany Figueroa by now, you need to be following her ministry. Make sure you're doing that because she is just one powerful person. Timmy, tell us how the temperature is in New York City. Talk to the people. Um, just tell us how things are going in this pandemic before I pray and we get started tonight. Let's hear from you. It has been, you know, New York is a very resilient place. First of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Um, you know, I love you to death. We are like 
family. And so, you know, you my you my sister for real, for real. And so I appreciate uh, being included um, among all the other amazing women that you've had uh, to be a part of this. But uh, New York is a very resilient place. Um, and so this, I believe, has kind of really rocked us because, you know, we don't never think stuff like this is going to happen to us. You know, we think it's going to happen somewhere else. And it seems like things are always worse other places and always, you know, you know, just the worst thing other places. And to have um, it happen here is just like, it's crazy. So um, I think it kind of took us by surprise, but I think we're adjusting well. And, um, you know, we're, we're doing what we have to do to to stay above it, so. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're well, I'm glad. I, I see the kids are staying safe. We always, of course, wish nothing but the best for all of our friends and loved ones. So I'm glad that you all are well, because um, this thing is hit hard. You know, I've seen so much, specifically in New York. So I'm glad that you're well. And I think that our viewers are glad to hear that you're doing well. Uh, the New York team is on this thing. I'm up a car after this, is okay. Um, Everybody else is here. Glad you're all here. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks so much for sharing. I'm going to pray really quickly. We're going to recap what we've been talking about for the last two weeks. And we are going to go into Acts chapter two because I can't wait to hear uh, what Elder Figueroa has to give us tonight. Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us and this platform that you've given us to reach individuals all across this world. Father, now as we pray, we recognize that we don't know who we're going to reach. And so I pray right now that if someone is watching this broadcast and will watch this broadcast who does not know you, they will feel the power of you through the inspiration and the enlightenment of the word that you have given to us and your holy word that you have left with us. We love you. And now I pray that you would help us, Father, as we prepare to rightly divide the word of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. So for the last two weeks, the three two weeks we've been talking uh, about uh, the the time after crucifixion. We've been going through spiritually the season um, that we have been walking through spiritually. Uh, we walked through our, our holy week season, and then we started to dive into John chapter twenty and Acts chapter one. And so tonight I wanted to go into Acts chapter two, and you know, of course, next week we'll be going into Acts chapter three. Um, so in in Acts chapter two, um, what we are dealing with is now the fulfillment of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Uh, which we talked about last week is found in Acts chapter one. Uh, Jesus has been crucified. He's been buried. He's risen. Um, and now uh, he finds himself, well, rather in chapter one, uh, Jesus had, we watched him show himself over a three day period uh, to the apostles and he began to instruct them and teach them. And that's when we find in chapter one, verse four through eight, uh, where he promises that a Holy Spirit will come. And then he said that you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And the truth of the matter is that uh, they needed that kind of power in order to do the next part of scripture, was to, which was to be my witnesses uh, all, all over the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uh, even to the uttermost parts of the world, because you cannot effectively convey Christ without the power of Christ. And so Acts 2 is so necessary because you need the power of Christ to be able to convey the message of Christ. And we've all been left with this great responsibility to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world as believers. And so the power that is present in Acts chapter 2 is so important. And this is why I'm excited about being able to talk about it tonight. Um, Jesus tells them to go and to wait in Jerusalem for my spirit. And so verse 12, chapter one, starts talking about the conveying of the upper room experience, how they were gathered on one accord and they were praying. Last week, we discussed that prayer um, was important for this moment because it reflects a thing about their posture. And we talked about the fact that it matters how you wait. You know, you can either work while you wait or you can just sit while you wait. And we were talking about how right now a lot of us are waiting. And I pray that while you're waiting, you are praying. You are spending time deeper and going deeper into the way of God, the word of God. That's so important because I believe that what you do while you wait will convey your expectation of God. You know, if you spend your time waiting on God to move, whether it be physically, mentally, spiritually, and you don't really show the expectation of what you expect God to do after the shift, after the move, um, then, then we waited in vain. You know, so that's where we are. We find ourselves now approaching 
this period. They get to the end of chapter one, they have to replace Judas Carrier with Matthias. And so then uh, we go into Acts chapter two, which is what theologians would describe as the birth of the Christian church. And some would even describe, and I'll let Elder Timothy dive further into this, as the reversing of the events at the Tower of Babel. Um, at Pentecost, God literally took the many languages of man and caused them to have many languages of the spirit, which can be many, but still be unified. Because if you are of God, you can speak in a different language and still be of God. Meaning you can be of a different organization, different background, different denomination, different culture. It's the multilingual church, but we can still speak the unified language of the spirit, which is love. And which is the presence of God. So Pentecost vision. That's one of the things and one of the things that we see present in the Pentecost experience. So here now we are at the birth of the church in Acts chapter two, verse number one. And we're gonna go all the way to verse number thirteen. And I Elder Figueroa, tell us what you see at the onset of this text in chapter two. Well, uh that that was it, it's so much that you've already brought out unpack. <laughs> already brought out i love the fact that you guys spoke about uh waiting in a specific posture and how the waiting on uh and how you wait does matter it does yes. matter. this is a this is a waiting season that we are in and mm -hmm. um, they had to wait they had to wait for the holy ghost to come or the spirit of god to send it and so um, how we wait is extremely important. Um, and so on the onset of uh, Acts chapter number two, um, it says, and when the day, mm -hmm. right? Because the day is going to come. If God yeah. promised it, and if you wait long enough, the day is going to come. You know, yes. it's going to come. That's why it matters how you wait, because the promises of God are yea and amen. And yeah. so that is how you wait because whatever God promised you has got to come. It has got to come to pass. And so just like God said, uh, the, the beginning of the text says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And yes. suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it Build all the house where they were sitting, and so yeah. um, that that again, it's the posture. It is the the um, expectation. It is the setting of the atmosphere for the promise of God to manifest. And um, it says that a sound came from heaven. A sound came from heaven. It was a sound. They said like a wind. It sounds like a wind. And so it was the purpose of the sound was to get their attention. Yeah. The purpose of the sound was to gather them, to get their ear, to put them um in in the right stance. And um the sound originated from heaven. Mm -hmm. That that's the sound originated from. And that really struck me because we talk a lot about the sound, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, the sound of music and the sound of the church now and, and everything has a sound. The church has a sound and gospel music has a sound. Um, preachers have a sound. We are all responsible uh, for the sound that we are releasing in the earth, but it has to originate from heaven and we've got to make sure that that um where the sound originates from is authentic that it's mm -hmm. pure that it comes because something about the sound filled the house yeah something about the sound prepared the atmosphere and mm. i y'all know i'm a singer i'm a preacher and so yeah. i'm i move in in both of those circles and your sound is has to stay authentic to where it originates from because the sound is to get people's attention. And if the sound is not the right sound, if it doesn't originate 
from heaven, it draws people's attention to the wrong thing. Mm. That's good. To the wrong thing. When the sound is authentic to where it originates from, it will it will draw people's attention back to where the sound came from. Mm. 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 That was the that was the purpose of this moment because this is the birth of the church. Yeah. I believe we're getting ready to have a rebirthing. When we come out of this, the church is going to be in another place, on another level, and we mm -hmm. have to understand that the sound has to uh, be authentic so mm -hmm. that when it's heard by people, it draws them back to God and not to us. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. That's so, see, I just love, this is why I have people with me because y'all bring out stuff that I ain't necessarily see. Your sound will draw people to the place where the sound has originated. Now that, somebody need to Facebook tweet that, post that or something and, and hashtag Elder Timothy Figueroa because that just blessed me. I'm listening. Go ahead, talk about it. <laughs> it, it, will, it will draw people and that, that is what happened here. It was a sound that originated from heaven. And so at this time, in this season that we're in, none of us can afford to draw people to us. None of us can, can afford to, to be speaking over this internet, over this, this airwaves, in order to get people to be drawn to us. Mm. It has to be a sound that directs people back to God. And wow. that's what this was. It filled the house. It prepared the house. It set the atmosphere for what was getting ready to happen. And that's what the sound, and so people think that it's just the, the pastor's job to have a sound, and it's mm -hmm. just the praise team's job to have a sound, and it's just the musician's job to have a sound. And uh, but But, you know, if everybody got to have a sound, the praiser in the pew has to have a sound. Because if you are a believer, you sitting next to somebody who is an unbeliever and your sound is off, you're going to distract somebody who needs a deliverance from God. Mm. Everybody got to have a sound from the pulpit to the door. Yes, everybody got to have a sound that originates from heaven, a sound of praise in your mouth, even in bad times, even in, in weary times. You right. got to have a sound that is a praise to God, that is a worship to God, that honors God. Yeah. And so um, that's what happened. It set the atmosphere for what was getting ready to take place. That's amazing. That I, I just want to just pause and interject that 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 speaks so much because you know it's so funny. We talked about in the beginning that that your preparation and your posture matter. And and the question that I want to raise to the individuals that are on this stream right now, the question I want to raise to people who will see this stream, those who are believers, those who want to be believers, those who are attempting and, and want to walk in the lifestyle of Christ, I want to know what are you preparing to sound like right now? What are you preparing for when you get out of this? What what will your sound be? Will you sound like what you did pre-pandemic? You know, and I, I think I think my fear, and I talk about this almost every week, is that if you come out of this looking and sounding and only having the same strength you had before this, you missed the whole point of this. Mm, 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 mm. What do you sound like? That's something that you need to ask yourself, even in this moment. What do I sound like? What am I preparing for? Am I preparing to level up in my life spiritually, mentally, physically, and first spiritually? Because here's the thing, and even this is what the sequence of things that we see, even in the text. Things always happen spiritually before they happen physically. And so when we start talking about, are we preparing to level up? I know a lot of us who may want to see promotion after this. A lot of us who have seen loss in job, in economic, and, and like we've seen so much loss. So are we preparing ourselves spiritually to level up physically in a place where God can, can show us his glory and his goodness in other places and in other arenas of our lives? What are you preparing? yourself for even now that's that's just so good wow so here comes this sound 
like a mighty rushing wind, come from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Elder Timothy, tell us what you hear. And I'm coming behind you because I got some things, but I, 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 you know, I'm just being so filled right now. And we're probably going fill up. <laughs> As the spirit gave them utterance. And yeah. so they were on one accord. They were in oneness of mind. They, they were in one place. And so that spirit of unity brought on the sound. The sound comes and then God fills the house where they were sitting, the tongues of fire. You know, I try to look it up. You are theologians, so you, 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 know, you, can, you can explain it a little bit better. But mm -hmm. as, as I try to, to, to research uh, exactly what that was, God said to me, everything I'm doing or everything that I've done or am going to do cannot be explained. Some things just have to be believed. Right. That's where we're where we are in this season. I think everybody's trying to figure out why this and why that and why is this happening to us and why are people dying? But some things you have to take God at his word. Period. Yeah. You, you're not going to get an explanation for everything because this was the miraculous. Mm. This was something that they had never seen before. This yeah something that had never happened before. And, and we've got to be ready for God to do something that mm. he's never done before. Able to explain everything away. Yes. What we know is that it was setting up the Holy Spirit. It was setting things up so that people could be filled yes. with what God promised was coming. Mm. And that I just want to say this. I love that you just pointed out that, that this is what God promised. The one thing that has been consistent between John chapter 20 with when, when Thomas was a doubter, all the way into Acts 1, all the way now to Acts 2. In the time that we have studied, everything that God said he did. And I just want to just pause there because when I heard you say that this is what God promised, it just spoke to me and it rang out to me. I, I just want to speak to people who may be still just just on the fence about you know can god use this can god do something in this everything god has ever spoken i have seen him bring it to pass and that's what i that's that just that just rang out to me because when you said it, it was almost like a, just a confirmation like god will literally do everything that he promised he was going to do everything he promised everything he promised and that's why we can't look for an explanation because if you can explain it you don't need to have faith for it Yes, yes. You can explain it. There's no need for you to believe it. You yeah. believe what you can't. Faith is the substance of things that are, it's my evidence of what I cannot see. And so right. I believe God. That, that's my, that's what yeah. I've been saying from yeah. one of this. My father, I mean, from as long as I can remember, we have answered the phone that way. We say it in church. We say it at home. Yeah. And it's in me. Is in me. I believe God because half of the stuff that has happened in my life, I couldn't explain to you. Wow. I couldn't explain how it took place. And so for those that are in doubt, believe God. Don't look for explanation. The promises of God are yea and amen. And whatever he said has got to happen. Just like you said, everything he spoke, everything he spoke. Every single day. Every single thing, every single day. I want to, I also want to recap and just kind of put this out there for those who may be taking notes. I want you to understand that the time frame in which this happened is the 50th day after the crucifixion. That's just a technical note that I want you to keep, keep track of. Because when we talk about Pentecost, we talk about the, the Pentecost experience. I just want us to identify that Pentecost by definition. Um, the definition is 50th, as in the 50th day um, after the crucifixion. So remember, for 40 days, you know, Jesus is showing himself. And now here we are uh, on this 50th day. And so um, there was a, a time about, about 10 days between the heavens. And now here we are at the Pentecost experience. And so the other thing is, in that 10 day time frame, we got to wonder what was the disposition of those who were in the upper room praying? 
You know, can I tell you that even if you don't see it by day one, day two, day three, you may not always see it right away, but God is still faithful to his word and to everything he said. That's good. That's good. Listen to you, sis. Come on, give it to us. Give it to us. Here we are. We, we are in chapter, what chapter? I mean, what verse are we at? We are at verse uh, two and three. Yeah, we have verse number four, right? All right. Yeah. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began mm-hmm. to speak with other tongues. Filled yeah. with the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know if we're going to talk about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that thing would get too deep. Everybody, the Holy Ghost. And if if some of the saints, I'm not going to say it. Well, can we can we go into this, Tim? Yeah. If you ever see Elder, Elder Figueroa out, don't just call her Tim. That's like a sister thing, okay? I, I got to put that out there. Tim, can we talk about this? The Holy Ghost is not just a Sunday experience. Can, can we just throw that out there? It, it is not just the thing that makes you want to jump and shout. The Holy Ghost will make you want to live right just as much as it makes you want to shout. We, we get really, really, you just said everybody needs the Holy Ghost. Listen. If we started really using the power of the Holy Ghost, My, we would be unstoppable. Oh, man. Sis, you ain't saying nothing but a word. The purpose of the Holy Ghost was to empower them to do what he had already positioned them. Ooh. Wow. I'm taking notes. Say that again. You can have the position, but it don't mean nothing until you've been empowered. Oh, my God. And so they had they were given assignments they were given position they were made apostles uh and, and the empowerment or the holy spirit was the empowering it was it was so much more than that it was so much more than that because jesus had walked with them and he sent his holy spirit to comfort them not yeah. just to empower them but to comfort them to be with them. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit has so many other qualities besides Sunday morning. Yes, Lord. They, it, you, you hit the word. It empowers you. That- it empowers you to do. What you've been in, what you've been put in position to do. Position to do. You can have a position and still lack power. Lack power. And, and, and that's a dangerous position to be in. So uh-huh. Without power, a whole lot of people they got titles, they sit in the seat, they hold the mic, and they don't, they're not, they don't have the power. Mm. They don't have the power, but the Holy Ghost is the empowering, it is the empowerment. Yes, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier as I was kind of unpacking what we were were dealing with. Remember now, the the disciples' primary goal was to follow, to be filled, to receive, to to take in, to, you know, soak up and absorb the way of Christ, the ministry of Christ, the words of Christ. But now when you have been elevated, you need new power for your elevation. You need new power for your new level. You can't go to your new level as an apostle, as a carrier now, as one who extends, as one who is a teacher, as one whose sole responsibility now calls on you and gives you the responsibility of relaying without your master. Because remember now, Jesus has ascended. And remember, just last week we were talking about how they were stuck looking up towards the heavens because now they're like, you've been teaching all along, but Jesus leaves them to figure out if you've been empowered enough to take what I have put inside of you and actually carry it. Every new level requires new power. And that's why your prayer life gotta be gotta be strong because you need power for this thing. That's so good to me. I'm sorry, all the figure around. Keep going. You're blessing me. It is application. Yes. It's application. When you go to get your driver's license, you have to take a practical exam mm-hmm. and you have to take a written exam yeah. and you have to take a practical exam. Yeah. A practical exam cannot be taken until you have passed the written exam. Mm. Okay. So, so their walking with him is their written exam. Yeah. The practical exam is you applying what was written to real life. Yeah. And that is what this empowerment is. It is to empower you 
for application. So all the time that they were walking with Jesus, like you said, they were absorbing. They were, this was their written exam. Yeah. Now they come to the place where everything that they have absorbed must be applied. It must be applied. And that's why we got to be careful now, because I believe that God is getting ready to put us in a position where we're going to have to apply everything that we have uh, in this season. And, and, and this is a different kind of teaching, a different kind of teaching. This ain't, you know, this not just this is the kind of teaching where. It's all in it, 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 it's not even a teaching, it's really a test. Because this is the time to figure out if all the things that we have learned Sunday after Sunday, year after year, month after month, if we really are living it and have applied it. That word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It's it's a matter of now showing God, can you stand on your own two feet? And that's a question that I think everybody has had to visit during this time. Am I really as spiritually strong and as spiritually sound as I really think I am? I can shout all day, Sunday morning but can i survive three four five months without having a shepherd directly in my life who's able to feed me you know i know the virtual experience is one thing but not even just a shepherd but the strength of the sanctuary i talked about that my first week i, I miss the strength that i draw from the sanctuary but do you know god enough to be able to stand through this and that's that's what this is doing for us i said it in the beginning that this is where the real disciples mm. are going to be uh, revealed, because I'm I don't want to just I don't want to stay just you know I just come to church right I'm wasting my time if all I do is show up on Sunday if if I'm not developing enough that in times like these I can still believe God I can still trust God I can still stand on his word I can still read my bible because you got the power to go to your own bible right uh, and God will lead you somewhere to encourage you yes you don't have to wait for the preacher you have the power to go to the bible you have the not just the power the access to get something from God for yourself, do you have the discipline to 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 um to tap into that access? And that's where we are now is is a level of discipline. Mm, that's a good question. Do you have the discipline? Who God is calling us to be? You know, a good question. Do you have the discipline? And I think that's a question that everyone should ask themselves and be honest with yourself about it. Do you have the discipline? Do you have, because if you are unable to identify to yourself specifically in this season, if you do or do not have the discipline, that until you're able to to admit that, you won't really seek the the, the things that are necessary to carry you through this time. Absolutely. So here we are now. Uh, uh -huh. Elder is just dropping dropping these bombs tonight. We're gonna do uh, verse four. They were they were there. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, all mm -hmm. right? Let, let, no, Elder Figueroa, let's talk about this. My, my dog is here, Winter. Winter, come here. She She's licking on me. Come, come. You want to speak in tongues? Come on. Let's speak in tongues with the people since you want to interrupt my Bible study. Everyone, this is Winter. She's interrupting my Bible study tonight. Here we go. Everybody, <laughs> this, is, this is your internet debut. You're gonna say hello. All right, here we go. Uh -huh. So here we are, um, Elder Figueroa. Now, now what, do you, what is it that that you see here in verse four? Uh, we talk often about the fact that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and I talked about this earlier. They were speaking in unknown tongues, in but it, but yet in one language. They, there were many tongues, but there were one, there was one language, and it was the language of heaven. Mm -hmm. And 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 they were all filled as the spirit gave them utterance. Mm -hmm. mm. What what is it about the, the, the Holy Ghost? What tell just I just love that. What is it about the Holy Ghost that causes what could look like confusion to others as we see in verse five? Absolutely. And it be complete unity in the spirit. That you know there's a difference when you just have unity and then you have unity in the spirit. Because unity in the spirit is what breaks your unity in the spirit is what happened. In, and we talk about second Chronicles when all of the priests and all the Levites, they were on one accord and the cloud filled the house. Unity in the spirit. I feel like that that is something that we that we we tend to lack 
even in our modern day churches. And so when we start talking about the, the acts and the ability of seeing healing and, and deliverance, and, and I mean, physical healing, people walking up out of, you know, walkers and, and the lame talking and, and things like that. I, I feel like even when I, when I look at the church universal and I talk about the experiences we had pre-pandemic, there's so many distractions that happen in the sanctuary, you know, but here we are in this upper room and they are on one accord in the spirit. And, and this is what happens. If if this is the, the power that we could exude being a one accord in the spirit, what could the church be capable of doing if when we go back to our houses of worship, we eliminate the distractions and the spirit of doubt and, and unbelief and all these things? What do y'all what do y'all believe we would see God do? Y'all can comment that in the, in the comment section since y'all commenting on Hope and Storm anyway. I don't know why my Facebook comments are not showing up on here tonight, but we're going to make it work because I'm reading them as y'all typing them. But but can y'all imagine what, what we would see in this next season when we get on unity of the spirit? And I promise y'all, I want to challenge you all when we go back to our destination that we begin to take ourselves away from the things that pull us out of unity in the spirit because I really want to see the miracles of God unfold before my eyes. And I believe that they can happen. The Holy Ghost. The ho that's, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. The whole, if we all get the Holy Ghost. Oh, my, my, my. There were people there who doubted. There were people there who didn't understand what was happening. I'm tired of waiting, too always have people in the church, in the sanctuary, you'll always have those who don't know what's happening, yeah. who understand what's happening, who will doubt what is happening, always. Yeah. But if there's enough of us with the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. we can shift the atmosphere. Mm. That's what has to happen. We got to get the Holy Ghost. It is a it is empowerment. It is a restrainer. It is a it 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 has so many other qualities. And mm -hmm. we get the Holy Ghost, we won't be so easily distracted. My God, we won't be so easily distracted. And then it will override, as we will see here, who, whoever the doubters are, right? Whoever the whoever those uh you know whoever they are that are that don't understand. Right. That feel like this is this or this is this one is that or whatever the case may be, as a, if there's enough of us with the Holy Ghost, it is the power of the Holy Ghost that makes the difference in that space. Right. Listen, before we continue, because we're about to go into our Q&A in just a few minutes, probably about five minutes. I'm going to give us about five more minutes. Y'all start sending your questions. Um, if you have any questions concerning X chapter two uh, or any questions about anything that elder uh timothy and i have talked about tonight y'all start sending your q a uh, on my youtube page i see y'all those who are in the facebook chat i see y'all um do me a favor go ahead and send your questions up um about acts two about the holy ghost whatever it is so that when we go into q a for a brief moment we are able to uh address anything that is there all right so verse verse five and six we start to see that um, there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, uh, devout men, Jews, Jews being of the descendants of Christ, Jews, right? Devout men um, from every nation under the heavens. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look at, look, are not all of those who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our language and in which we were born? Now, the simple answer is the Holy Ghost, right? Uh, he gives them now interpretation and utterance and, and understanding of it. But Elder Figueroa, break that down for us, uh, for what, what you have read there. The Spirit, as the Spirit gave them utterance. That, that's what it says. Yeah. That's the end of four. Yeah. Right? And so I believe that what they heard had an effect on what they spoke. What the, the sound came, it filled the house. What you hear, faith cometh by hearing. So what you hear has an effect on what you speak. 
what you say. And so you, you, know, you got to be in the church where you hear in the word. You got to be, every leader got to be preaching the word. And the power in it is that they were all saying the same thing because they were not speaking what they wanted to speak. They were not saying what they wanted to say. They right. were speaking as the spirit gave them utterance. Yeah. And so, yes, we need the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is what empowers us. But what we hear is going to translate into what we speak. And I believe that once we come out of this, we got to be saying the same thing. Mm. That's what is going to attract the unsaved. That is what is going to bring our unsaved loved ones to God. That is what is going to make the church attractive, make the kingdom attractive, is when we all say the same thing. We got to all speak the same language. And I think we're, I think we're there. I think we're there. I think we've all, I think because sometimes, you know, God is amazing in, in how he sets things up. You know, yeah. all things work together for the good. And, and so I believe that putting us all in the same situation, putting us all in the same pandemic, putting us all in the same predicament is what's going to, what's going to help us come out saying the same thing. Yeah. And part of the, um, part of the, uh, Greek translation of the word sound is symphonia, symphonia, which translates to sound together, uh, symphonia, which expresses harmony, which expresses unity, which expresses, um, key pitch, literally being in the same sound. And when we start talking about sounding together, I I love I love how, how literal that is because for so long, too many of us have sounded different. We've sounded apart. We sounded in our own ministries and we sounded in our own churches. But now we this has pushed us in a place where while there are so many different platforms, we are all in the same we can't do but so much. We all at one level. Absolutely. We got to sound together. And I believe that this is exposing to us that maybe we're not so different after all. Absolutely. Maybe Absolutely. we are not so different after all. Absolutely. And it's going to make the church appealing. It is going to, um, you know, the, the, the language is going to, it's, it's everybody understood everybody. Yeah. That, that's what they, they couldn't believe how they could understand one another. It marveled them. It amazed them. And, and my thing is, I think that's one of the major issues we've had in the church is that we don't always understand each other. Like we all read from the same Bible. Right. right. We all read from the same Bible. Right. We got different versions, but it's saying the same thing. Yeah. He's saying the same thing, and that's a, that's a clear indication. There are diversities of gifts, but you won't. We need to all be saying the same thing, and that's what's going to make the church attractive. This is a global issue, and with the issue, everybody is speaking the same thing. Right? Everybody wants, you know what I'm saying? The same thing. Everybody is feeling the same pain, even if you haven't dealt with the grief I've dealt with, you are sensitive toward it because to some degree, you're going through the same thing I'm going through. And so it puts us on the same plane. Oh, yeah. We, we're going to come out saying the same thing. And I promise, I believe in my heart that it's going to make the church attractive, the power of oneness. Mm. Unity is not just strength. It looks good. Some of the strength in unity is the way that it looks, mm. not just the way that it sounds, but the way that it looks. You know, when you see a choir in all a uh, hundred voices in the same role, when you see a whole group, everybody in black, right. it's good. It's attractive. It calls your attention. And that's what the church, I think that's the position God is putting us in, is that he's ready to draw some more folk to him. He's ready 
to draw the world to him. And he got to put us in position where we are unified, where we are saying the same thing, where we have the same sound. Right. And that is going to attract those that are coming. That's what it did here. That's what it did here. It grew the church. Yes. It birthed it. It grew it. And that's the real question. Are and that's just the question. That is something that we have outlined that I love the way Elder Figueroa said that you have to be empowered for your position. Now that we are all in the same position, we have the power for what is to come of this position. And that is is so, so relevant, specifically to where we are today. Do we as the church of the living God have the power? And I believe that this is a time that we should be getting more power. We should be downloading power. We should be receiving power. And the way that we can get that power today is to dive into the way and the will of God, to dive into the word of God, to pray, to fast, to take the time out to really hear from God. As God is releasing strategy in the season, I can't emphasize this more than I already have. If you don't hear God in this I feel sorry for you. 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 We are at 947, y'all, which means we have 13 minutes. And me and Elder Figueroa got to pray. And I have got to give my um, announcements for next week. In fact, I'm going to give my announcement right now as Elder uh, Figueroa is on here. Um, next week, I'm so excited that next week, my guest will be none other than Pastor John Hanna. Woo! This is going to be oh, yeah. amazing. This <laughs> he yeah. is just amazing. I love him. His mind, his his ministry, his anointing. If you know Pastor Hanna, you better make sure that next Friday night fill up at nine o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are on this Facebook Live because we want to hear and receive from this great man of God. If you haven't been around his ministry, then you know that he is powerful. If you don't have by now, make sure you get your Friday Night Philip Notebook. Take this journey with us. It is just a cute little souvenir journal to help you to stay in tune and interact with all of your studies, not just your Friday Night Philip, but when you go back to your regular Bible studies or your Bible study schedule, whatever that is, make sure you jump on with us because we just want to show our unity um, as those who are young and, and love Christ and, and just love to dive in and be in his word. So we are going to soon pray. Um, I just want to make sure that I didn't have any questions that I missed really quickly. Let me look through my little um, thing. Here we go. Elder Figueroa, what does it mean for the church to have unity? That that and and I I think let me break it down to this let me break it down to this level. What does it mean for the church to have unity? I guess I'm I would look at it as this because we know simply what unity is. What what would be different for us? What 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 should be different for us going into this next season? Well, I guess that's the question that I would kind of take from that because we all know what unity is. But like what from what we were to where we should be going? What what does that look like to you? Y'all know in 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 individual churches and across the kingdom. Um, I believe that if you don't, you have to consider what you bring to the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need, and not even just the church, what are you going to bring back to your job that's going to make it better? What are you going to bring back to your business that is going to make it better? What are you going to bring to your family that is going to make it better? The unity has got to happen in in you is something has to change in you so that when we get back together we are better together we, we are better together and so um i believe that individual work is absolutely necessary in this season it's i i hate to say it again but you got to have the holy ghost you got to have it. You got to listen. If not, if you don't come with nothing different, please come back with more of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> because it will help you. It will yeah. help you. It will guide you. It will make you shut your mouth. It will make you speak when you need to. It will make you pray for people when they are terrible. It will make you pray for your leader. It will make you want to work more. It will make you want to give more. And all of those things will add to the value of the kingdom. It will boost the unity in the church, in the kingdom. And so I promise you, this the empowerment of the Holy Ghost 
is so important. It is so important because it is what helps us when the flesh rises up. It is what empowers us when the flesh rises up. So I believe that that that's what's going to set up um, the unity in the church is when we work on ourselves individually and we got time to do that. Absolutely. We got nothing but time. And not only do we have nothing but time, but I think that when we start talking about what does the church look like after this, what is it, how do we look different? I think that even the, the most, you know, lay member or, you know, the most uninvolved person, just, you know, everyday average members can identify the things that were going on in the church post pandemic, I mean, pre pandemic. Um, and I always talk about this. I often talk about how we were just distracted. Like, I feel like church is just taking a back seat to every single thing. I mean, the smallest thing, it could be like brunch on a Sunday and it, you, you know, games and stuff like that. And the funny thing is, you know, I don't know how churches are going to look for, for larger ministries. You know, I come from, um, uh, uh, I, I've currently served in a larger ministry and I know that, um, they're talking about concerts and large gatherings not being able to be back together to 2021, like concerts and games and stuff like that. But if we are able to have services, like, you know, maybe on a different schedule, maybe my church, I don't know, can't have 2,300 people in the building at a time, but maybe we'll be able to have a thousand. I don't know. Maybe our church schedule will look a little different, but perhaps we won't be in competition with these things of the world. So what to that question about how does things look different? We come back with the spirit of focus. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That's working on you. Yes. That's telling you. When you yes. when you get rid of the distractions, when you get your focus right, when you get back in the right place with God, when we come back, it will be second nature. Second nature. And, and, and let me tell you, and you yearn for God. You're yearned. And that's what I just said, even about the way that you wait, the posture in which you wait in creates an expectation. It shows your expectation. It shows your yearn. And and did God not show up here in Acts chapter two? But those who yearn and longed him, those who were willing to trust his promise enough. That's another thing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You have to trust the promise enough. He said, go wait in Jerusalem. What if they were tired of waiting and they decided to leave Jerusalem? If you leave Jerusalem, then you miss the promise. If you leave the position in which God has told you to be in, you are going to miss the manifestation of the promise. I want to challenge somebody tonight. Do not change your position. Be where God told you to be in this season because I want you to receive the manifestation of the promise. You have got to be prepared to show God that you trust him enough to be able to wait and remain where he wants you to wait and remain. Oh, man. That just does me. That's encourage. I don't want to leave. Somebody said, do you all think that there will be an influx of unsaved people running to the church after the pandemic has passed? I believe so. I do. I believe so. And I think that not only will they run to the church as in a building, but I even think now the, the impact of virtual ministries, as much as those of us who are churched kind of, I don't want to say hate them, but we kind of like, this is not everything that we are used to, I still think that the impact is so much greater. Now, I remember even a couple weeks ago, we were doing Friday Night Feel Up, and somebody told me that um, they worked in the White House and they were able to play their uh, the broadcast through the, the airwaves and stuff like that. And it's just people that may have never been exposed to Christ and Christianity being able to now hear and to see. So I think that we will realize that the church is not just our building. It's not our building. People are going to be looking. They are looking now. People, they they already are looking for something. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't always know what they're looking for or what they're missing. Right. In their, but I believe that, that us flooding this internet with God's word, a true word, um, the pandemic, all of those things, again, are creating... Uh, are preparing the atmosphere. And that's what happened in Acts chapter two. They prepared the atmosphere, the sound. They were all on one accord. They were all speaking the same thing. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And that day they added to the church over 3000. Because that even with all the doubters, even with people saying these people are drunk, these people are, th mm -mm, they're not drunk. This this is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
see it and say, what must I do to be saved? Our job as believers is to make sure that the stage is set. Our job as believers is to make sure that the house is prepared. And the way you do that, because we can't get to the church, is to prepare your house. Prepare yourself to go back into the church. Prepare your temple to go back into the sanctuary. And when we do that, when we get there, that is, he's going to fill the house. Yes. He's going to fill the house. He's gonna fill the house. Wow, that's a good. He just she she just answered that question. Um, you have to prepare to handle the house by first handling your house. Right. You have to encourage and enrich yourself spiritually, and that's why I keep telling people: don't leave this thing without a deeper understanding of who God is to you. I pray that all those years that we spent shouting and rolling around and falling to, I hope they mean something in this time, and we know how to get to God. I pray to God that you know how to pray, how to fast, how to seek Him, and how to be able to. Thank you. She said that. He said that's a perfect answer, and how to be able to. Um, draw ourselves closer to God. It's about to be a season where the church is going to have to answer the difficult questions. I do believe that, Sean. Friends, thank you for that. I do believe that. I'm going to visit my, my Facebook sanctuary one more time just to make sure we didn't have any questions coming in. But thank you all. Um, thank you all for tuning in tonight. I'm going to um, ask Elder Figueroa to give us her, her last words of encouragement, also to give uh us her prayer for tonight and then i'm gonna pray thank you bobby for being on here and then we are getting out of here i can't tell you thank you enough elder figueroa listen if elder figueroa has blessed you tonight i want you to see that cash app that's ticking on the bottom of the screen i want you to bless her for the blessing that she has given to us to this time to this ministry to this moment i want you to be a blessing her she didn't ask me for that but i like to bless the people who have taken the time out to to encourage us in the word and to feed us and to give us um, the wisdom of the word. She has clearly and visibly prepared herself for this moment. And I pray that you were blessed. Don't worry about blessing me. Please just bless my sister. I'm going to bless her, but I want to give you an opportunity to sow into what is good ground. Elder Figueroa, I love you, sis, and I can't really thank you enough for what you have said and given to us tonight. You have fed us. You have enriched us. You have empowered us. You have enlarged us. And for those who have not yet watched this broadcast, I believe that you will, in fact, inspire them. Would you give us your last words and give us your closing prayer. I'm going to pray and we're going to get out of our one hour time span. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, my sister. Thank you so much. You have been, I mean, you, you've gone across the world. You've preached in many places. I, I dream to preach. I've never preached and um, I might have sung there, but I didn't preach there. And mm -hmm. so <laughs> I thank God for you and for what the Lord continues to use you to do. Uh, the, the 13th verse says uh, that when they were talking about them, um, uh, being drunk and, and they said, others mocking said, these men are filled with new wine. Yes. And, and so, um, I know that they were trying to, to say that they were drunk and say that they were this, but I want to leave this season with new wine. Oh. I want to leave, I want to leave this season full of new wine. I don't want to, I don't want God to put it in old skins, but I want him to do whatever he's got to do in me so that I can carry new wine into my next season. That's what my prayer is for you, that when you come out of this, you are full of new wine and that you're, that, that you are prepared to hold it, that you are prepared to carry it, that you are prepared to go back into the temple with a new temple. Yes. With a with new temple. With a renewed zeal. I believe that God is going to do some amazing things on the other side of this. And I've been saying it over and over again. That there's going to be a demand on you when this is over. Mm -hmm. And you need to be prepared for the demand. You need to be prepared to meet the demands that are going to be set on you when this is over. And wow. so um, thank you again, uh, Elder Marissa. This yeah. has been um, such an empowering time. Mm -hmm. Father, I thank you. I thank you for my sister. I thank you, Lord, for her vision 
to uh to have this to put us in this space and on this platform to open up your word and to uh teach your people and to show them the word. God, we thank you for your word. It is a light unto our feet. It is a lamp unto our pathway. And so we thank you because we don't know where we're going. We don't know which way to go, but you've been this way before. And so Father, we put our trust in you. We put our lives in your hand. We surrender our all to you because we trust God that you are never going to lead us some place that you have not provided for us. So Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for everyone that is on this line, that you would encourage them today, God. Help us to dig deeper in you. Help us to want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Give us another level of the Holy Ghost, another dose of the Holy Ghost, so that when we come out of this, God, that we are strengthened to be the people you've called us to be. Empower us for the position. Empower Empower us for the title. Empower us for the demand. In the name of Jesus, fill us with new wine so that we go into this next season full of everything that you would have us to deposit into the earth. We thank you now, God, that you're covering your people, that you're healing sick bodies, that you're providing finances, God, that every home is cared for, that every child is taken care of, that every mother doesn't have to worry. Every husband is able to provide for his children. God, I thank you right now because you are a way maker. You are a provider. You've never come short of your word. And so we trust you today. We believe God. We stand on your word. And we know that when you wrap this all up, Hallelujah. We're going to be witnesses of your victory. We're going to tell of your goodness. We're going to let people know that it was only you that brought us through this. We give your name, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for this time that you've given us. Now, Father, we pray that you will bless Evangelist Figueroa for her time, for her sacrifice. I pray, God, that you would fill her up with more and more of you. God, that you would take her deeper into your word. God, we know the anointing that rests on her life. But Father, I pray that you would illuminate and enlighten her all the more. God, give her fresh oil. Give her fresh wind. Father, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, if there's any requests that are on her heart, even the ones that she has not mentioned to anybody else, I pray that you will be the fulfiller of of those things right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you will bless her some 30, some 60, some 100 for, old, for the information and the wisdom and the insight that she has given to your people tonight. I pray, Father, that you would expand her territory, enlarge her, Father, and fill her up with more and more of you. Thank you, God, for giving us the gift of Evangelist Figueroa, and we love and praise your holy name for your kindness towards us in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, before we go tonight... Elder Figueroa, would you tell us about the GROW movement? I want you to tell us just a little bit for those who are listening that we might be able to engage with you further for people who might want to be able to connect with you even after this, your next GROW event. I know right now we're on virtual GROW, but would you just tell them a little bit about what's happening with GROW? GROW is a godly remnant of overcoming women. It is a movement that I've started over seven years ago and the Lord has continued to keep us uh, you can follow us on Instagram, The Grow Movement. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow me, Timothy Figueroa. And uh, we've been doing our Grow Virtual Girls Night Out. And um, we have had spiritual. We have had natural. We're trying to make sure we don't gain too much weight. We're trying to make sure that we're taking care of our temple. Because if you ain't fit physically, because a, a whole lot of us, especially women, uh, black women, women of color, yeah. uh, very affected by COVID. And uh, we've got to be careful that we're taking care of ourselves the best way we can. And so we want to be fit spiritually and physically uh, for the challenge. And so GROW is um, it's a growing movement that is growing women one choice at a time. And um, you can, again, be a part of GROW at any time. Um, we, we invite everybody, everybody can be a part of grow. And, um, it's, it's just been a wonderful thing. So the grow movement on Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely. I have been a witness to watch uh, Elder Figueroa grow this uh, this baby of hers. And it has just been a beautiful journey to watch. And we are super excited about all that God is going to do 
for you and through you and with you. And for those of you who are watching, I encourage you to pay attention to the next time they're going to be online growing so you can grow with them. I think these are great opportunities and I want to continue for those who trust my ministry and the knowing from my life. I want to continue to point you and direct you towards places that are spiritually sound, that are going to help to grow and point you in the right direction. I am nobody's pastor. I say that often, but I do know people who are well-trained and well-rooted in the word who can help to in, encourage and add to your life in such a positive and in such a great way. So for people who always often hit me up, like, you know, do you have anything for us? Can you, are you teaching? Are you preaching? Are you, you know, I, I pray to just give you other experiences. Which, which you're always somewhere. I'm always, somewhere. I'm trying to give other other experiences to be able to help. And so after we get out of this, Elder Figueroa, now I'm going to get us together. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to throw a Friday night fire revival or something in Brooklyn, New York or something. We're going to have to get together a new life, sis. Child, we got sermons. Oh, yes. We got them stacked up. We ready to go. You better have a whole, listen, y'all got to have a whole arsenal by by the time you get out of this. Wow. Someone here, this has really blessed me. Thank you. A great way to start my day. It is 4 a.m. in South Africa. Thank you so much for watching us all the way from South Africa. I pray that you share this with everybody else. Listen, I'm getting out of here. Elder Figueroa, thank you again. I will call you in just a few moments. Uh, I love you. I'm kicking you out of the studio so you can go have some more lovely dinner from your children. All right. <laughs> Later, sis. Thanks, sis. I love you. Love you. All right, listen, y'all, it's Friday Night Philip. I want to say thank you again for joining us, for spending your evening with us and taking an opportunity. If you have not seen my announcement, next week is going to be absolute fire. Make sure that you get your Friday Night Philip notebook by texting the word notebook to 718-635-3446. Take this journey with us. Just get cute with us. If you just so happen to be in a sorority, um, I have my pink and green. Of course, that is my favorite. We got red, black for all my Delta girlfriends who wouldn't let me just get away with a pink and green notebook. And we also have a variety bag of blue um, just for those who don't identify with either of those color schemes and that's perfectly fine um, but next week is going to be absolutely fire I am more than thrilled to have none other than let's go Bible himself Pastor John Hanna who will be joining me next week on Friday night Philip. you don't want to miss it so make sure you get your seat and you get it early I love you all Hey again, it's me, Marissa Farrell. I hope that you have enjoyed your time listening to this podcast. I pray sincerely that you received everything that you need in order to live encouraged and to live inspired. By now, I hope that you've had the opportunity to hit that subscribe button for it is the best way to stay up to date with everything we have to offer. Until the next time that we speak, I pray that you walk in the favor of God on your life and be blessed in everything that you do. Talk to you guys soon. Love you.